So when I kind of came into Web3, I kind of was like, I was like kind of baffled by the fact that, you know, people were just wanting to give out their time, like connecting with each other. Like, what can I do for you? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like what I've always dreamed of. I've always wanted to be surrounded by women like this. And that to me is like, that's true alpha women. Um, it's, you know, not this pulling each other down, tearing each other down. It's like everybody deserves to sit at the table. Everybody's voice deserves to be heard. Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web3 and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast with myself, Georgie Hubbard. And me, Pam Coldwell. And today we are sat with the amazing Beck Smuha. Beck is the creative director of Super Babes, a crypto-centric club for women to become equipped with all the tools to achieve their true potential and unleash their superpowers. Beck is passionate about bringing more diversity into Web3 and encouraging more women into this space. Beck, it is absolutely incredible to have you here today. And before we get into Super Babes and all of the incredible things that you're doing with that project, I'd love to know who is Beck and what's brought you into this wild world of Web3. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey this far. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, so yeah, hi, I'm Beck. I actually, like this is super random, but I've got like, I'm one of those people, I guess you could call like a, a jack of all trades. Um, I've got a background in journalism and fashion as well, mainly sustainable fashion. Um, I'm a little bit of an entrepreneur, so I've had a bunch of different um, brands as well, brands, retail stores, wellness, startups, um, and also like launched apps. Um, so kind of like had a lot of a lot of different experience as well across different industries. Um, but yeah, so that's me. And I'm also a creative director, a stylist, um, and also a writer as well. So, and then also on the flip side of that, I also run 21 day challenges for women as well. Wow. <laughs> you, you've got a lot going on there. So let's, let's start unpacking that because obviously extremely entrepreneurial. I'd love to know because I'm the same. I, I have a habit of just like getting very excited about lots of different things that are going on. So what what sort of, what was the light bulb moment for you when you sort of thought, I'm really interested in Web3 and NFTs and, and how have you sort of combined all of your knowledge from those previous businesses and started, um, you know, Super Babe? So I'd love to sort of know how all of that sort of linked in together. That's a really great question. I, for me, like, Having a background in journalism, and, and for me, that was wonderful, and I love studying journalism. But then from there, I kind of found, and this is something that's kind of become quite common for me, is like I'd get to a roadblock and I'd be like, what's next? Um, and so, like, you know, as I was studying journalism, I was a junior sports reporter at Fox Sports um, in, like, the newsroom. And from there, I kind of decided that I wanted to be in fashion because I've got a family. My Well, my family has, has been in fashion for a really long time. My um, grandfather came over here as an immigrant um, with like nothing and he um, built up this multi-million dollar business um, and that really inspired me as a kid as well, seeing what he had come from to what he could build um, and then having a mum and a dad both in the fashion industry as well. 
um, and always being surrounded by it as well. So then I kind of was working in, in fashion PR and marketing um, in Sydney, um, which is where I'm from. And then I kind of got to this point where I was like, oh, but I want to do more. And I felt like I was kind of restricted in that regard. So I wanted to kind of jump into doing something. So from there, I um, launched a fashion label, which was um, for me, what was really important about that. And most more often than not, I would always be in fast fashion. So I kind of saw how everything was was moving. And for me, it wasn't something that really aligned with me. So I would do go to over to trips to Bali and see how they would like make these beautiful fabrics. Um, and everything was really slowly made. So from there, I kind of started a fashion label and every, all the fabric was handmade. Um, we had ethical producers um, and everything was this beautiful, slow process. And it had, you know, these little steps. To, you know, for me, it was really about the transparent supply chain. Um, and then from there, I opened up a retail store, which was um, focused predominantly on sustainable and ethical brands, like mainly in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and from there, I kind of got to this point as well, where I was like, I feel like we're not doing enough. How can we actually know whether the clothes we're wearing are sustainable and ethical. Um, more often than not, you're really just going off what somebody says. Um, and that was, wasn't really enough for me. So from there, I kind of like also like, you know, my, me and my partner also in a physical um, a gym here in, in, in New South Wales as well. So I was doing all of these different things and kind of got to this point. He was dabbling in the crypto scene um, and I was kind of watching kind of hesitantly and he said to me, oh, you know, you should kind of jump in and have a look at NFTs. And the first light bulb that went off for me was actually around sustainable fashion. So I was watching YouTube um, and podcasts and listening to as much information as I could. And for me, it was really about this, the supply chain of sustainable and ethical fashion and how that could be improved. Um, because, you know, the fashion industry is so ripe for, dis for disruption. And based on the fact that, you know, fashion is a, the second biggest polluter in the world, second to oil. So... You know, for me, it was like, okay, well, what problems could we be solving with that? But then when I jumped into the space, um, I had this idea with this program I was running called the Super Babes 21 Day Challenge. Um, and I kind of am really passionate about women and them becoming their best selves based on my own personal journey as well through mental health. Um, and so I kind of just like, for me, it was really the, the passion of, okay, well, I'm meeting all these amazing women in this space. Like, how can I kind of give back to them? And so it kind of, and this is something we really see in Web 2 versus Web 3, is like Web 2 is really what can I get? Whereas Web 3, especially for me, is what can I give? Um, and I was finding that was really like a common occurrence and a common theme in Web 3. So that's where I kind of got to with Superbase was like this whole idea, and this is like the initial idea that we had was like, how can we actually give back to these women who, you know, are shining their light? They're giving, they're, you know, inspiring other women, inspiring me to be a better version of myself. And I want to be able to give back to them um, and to be able to create this, this community and this culture around paying it forward as well. So that's where I kind of got to and am at with Superbase at the moment. And as someone who, for me, I love giving. So like that's what kind of brings me joy is to be able to just give to people and to see them become better versions of themselves as well. So that's where I'm at with Super Babes at the moment. I love it. I love it. Yeah, amazing. And I think I actually had quite a similar journey into Web3 in that it was mainly Georgie and our 
wingman for Sisterhood Club, Kyle, um, who were all over NFTs and crypto at the time. And, and they sort of were chatting to me in the background. And it wasn't until the penny dropped. You've you've summarized beautifully about Web 2 and that entry into Web 3. And there is just like this real sense of giving back. And it was the power that this technology can enable, you know, with everything being so de- decentralized to have impact and social impact and really make a difference in the world and show up and have a seat at the table to drive the 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 way that this technology evolves and for me I just feel as though that was something that I couldn't not be a part of and you know you 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 obviously touched upon there that you've had your own personal experience with mental health as have Georgie and I and I genuinely believe that when women come together it can be such a powerful thing and that is one of the main drivers behind our own project and that we want to just really establish and create this real supportive community. So out of interest with, with Super Babes Club um, and the creation of that, what what are the main ways that you've thought of? I know you're at the very beginning, Beck, which is an amazing place to be, but what are your what are your main goals and what are the main ways that you want to give back through the community that you're looking to build with Super Babes Club? That is a great question. Um and I completely resonate with everything you're saying, everything you guys are doing as well with, with the podcast. And for me, like, this is the thing, like, I, like, you know, getting a little bit personal here, but for me, like, growing up, and you guys, obviously, you might be aware in Australia, like, we have this thing called tall poppy syndrome. And it's kind of like, you know, anyone that rises to the top, we kind of cut them off. Um, and it was like a really big thing growing up, I think, um, in the 90s in Australia. And, um for me, I, I mean, I had amazing women growing up, but also like there wasn't really this culture of, you know, building each other up to be the best versions of ourselves or creating this this community. Um, and so when I kind of came into Web3, I kind of was like, I was like kind of baffled by the fact that, you know, people were just wanting to give out their time, like connecting with each other, like what can I do for you? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like what I've always dreamed of. I've always wanted to be surrounded by women like this. And that to me is like, that's true alpha women. Um, it's, you know, not this pulling each other down, tearing each other down. It's like everybody deserves the seat at the table. Everybody's yes. voice deserves to be heard. And I think everybody has their own personal story. And I think with that, this is like what has really inspired me with Super Babes was like, okay, well, I had kind of came in with these ideas of um, I wanted to create something that was very similar to what my BFF are doing where we would have, you know, like a maybe a 5 or a 10K collection. It was just overwhelming to be able to do that. Um, but kind of like coming in, I was quite naive in that sense, but I've learned so much over the past couple of months as well. And the way I kind of, we have been giving back to is, is just by doing educational pieces, um, Mm -hmm. by doing onboarding events as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, I always say to all the, you know, even on Twitter, on Instagram, my DMs are always open. Ask me as many questions as you need. Like I'm here with my hand out, like let's hold hands and do this together. Like, what do you guys need? like for me to be able to better understand Mm -hmm. and I don't think sometimes I think like that maybe isn't as sustainable as it could be if you're kind of helping people individually but for Mm -hmm. me I'm like I understand the benefit of getting into this space early and I think well obviously things are going to be a little bit scary anything new that you kind of jump into but yeah I think it is such an empowering place and once you kind of get here and as much as it can be a little bit daunting um you know you are empowered to kind of be your best version of yourself and to also like give back to other women as well and to create this community. And for me, like with Super Babes as well, like I have all these amazing ideas. Like I want to do like these, these meetups where we can all get together and do kind of like what I call getting out of our comfort zone. So 
for me, it's in this idea of like, you know, getting out of your comfort zone is where the magic is. It's where you really mm. grow. It's where like you mm-hmm. can kind of really reach your potential. And as we know, like, you know, if we kind of stay doing the same thing, like you can kind of get stuck in your comfort zone, but it's really like putting yourself out there. And more often than not, I know for myself, putting myself out of my comfort zone, that's where, you know, all the really great things have happened for me. So mm-hmm. I want to do stuff like that. I want to do like challenges. I want to do, um, you know, at some point I would love to actually build a Super Babes physical club as well. Um, so we can actually get the community together. But at the moment, it's like what I want to do is to actually just gift super babes to people who have inspired me, who are inspiring other women as well, um, and to continue to educate. So for me, like it's in really meeting women where they are as well. So obviously like Twitter is a little bit of a barrier currently. So if we can meet them on Instagram, um, and to be able to kind of digest stuff that does is a little bit more intense. So, and also relating it to women in terms of like, you know, handbags and fashion and, mm-hmm. and things that they can kind of relate to as opposed to it being more about like the crypto bro side of things that maybe they don't really understand. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's really important too, is to actually make it relatable for women so we can actually, they can understand, okay, well, what's, what was their aha moment to get in? And it might be something that I've explained. So mm-hmm. for me, that's super important and just, trying to condense it as much as possible and using using visuals as well because I think women are very visual creatures. We do appreciate mm-hmm. beautiful things. Um, we can resonate with that type of stuff as well. So that's where it's really at for me at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I can completely agree with you there about being visual because it was when I started like watching things on like YouTube and things that the page started to drop and yeah I totally get that and look I'm really curious um obviously you you know your DMs have been open people have been messaging you what are some typical questions that women are having and what are those sort of like obstacles perhaps that you're sort of seeing quite frequently and and how have you been able to educate and hopefully overcome those obstacles to bring more women into into web3 that's a really good question I I actually like some most weeks, um, if not at least once a month, I'll put up a, a tweet um, just saying, you know, like if anyone needs anything, just reach out to me. Like if I can even help you connect with somebody else or if I can help answer a question, like, you know, maybe I can be this, the person that maybe connects them with somebody else that they, you know, might help them with their project or something they're wanting to kind of get wrap their head around. So for me, like more often than not, I'll get DMs from women who are looking to actually make the shift from web two and web three. Um, they often don't really know how to do that. And as much as like, for me, I'm not like in that side of things, but I think having some connections in the space obviously can help. So it's usually me try- like saying, okay, well, what can I kind of do for them and trying to connect them with other women as well, who can maybe help them progress in the space. Um, with that also, like I just get DMs from women who just want to thank me for like stuff that I'm doing, which to me is like a beautiful thing when you see something that someone is doing. Um, I always try and just jump into their DMs too and say, hey, I love what you're doing or I love your vibe or um, whatever it is. And I think that kind of communication is a really beautiful thing in Web3. So in saying that, like there are like I am getting a lot of women kind of asking as well about how they can actually wrap their head around and this is more on Instagram side for me like the the Twitter and the the Instagram DMs are often quite different um on the Instagram side it's usually like well what is a JPEG and why can't I just like why can't I just screenshot that JPEG so it's kind of going through those more like onboarding questions um and for me like 
instead of having to answer that every single time, I did kind of I put together a couple of little articles and stuff just on Medium that I can send to women. Um, and often I'll just jump on a call with them if they have any questions as well. So for me, it's a lot of the time, it's just, it's me, it's giving my time. But I think to myself, if I can just help one more person, one more, more woman just you know, maybe connect the dots for her, then that's a win for me as well, because it's one more woman we've got in this space. So yeah. And interestingly that you've just said that, because a lot of the women that we actually do have that listen to the podcast are absolutely brand new to the space. And there's a lot of acronyms and whatnot that they potentially don't understand. So could I ask, could you actually just describe that, you know, why, you know, what is a JPEG? Why can't I just screenshot it? What is the importance of the ownership piece? Yeah, absolutely. I think I always like try and like describe this as like the difference between web one, web two and web three. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, web one is, is, is read only web two is read and write. And then web three is like read, write and own. So it's actually like, I'm like, yes, you can, you can totally screenshot that JPEG, but like, you know, just let's just say for instance, that JPEG is a picture of the Mona Lisa. If you screenshot that, do you own it? Well, no, you don't own it. Do you? So it's more about this idea of like for artists as well. I think, I think the real importance is, is like, I've got a couple of friends who are coming to the space who are artists and they're trying to wrap their head around it. And I'm like, well, think about it in terms of like, if you do a piece of art and you sell it like a physical piece and you sell it, that's the end of that. That's done. You'll never really kind of see that ever again. Um, whereas if you have the actual NFT of it, you can actually make royalties every time that sells. So for them, it's more of like that idea of like having more income coming in as well. And, and being able to transparently see, you know, who even owns that artwork? What are they doing with it? Um, you just have a lot more data, a lot more information as well. Amazing. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. And, and I just want to dive in as well as we're sort of speaking about Web3 and NFTs and all this sort of stuff, because, you know, there is like all of this sort of, you know, oh, NFTs are over, the game's finished. Like, it's very negative. I'm just like, what well, I'm on Twitter and I'm being like, God, people are so dramatic. Like, that people aren't seeing yeah. the long term approach here. And I think that in the future, everything's going to be, you know, in Web3. There's going to be multiple things that are going to be on the blockchain, you know, like real estate, you know, fashion, you know, there's just Absolutely. going to be so many things that we don't even realize. Like when we're on our website, I would say to people, you don't know what code is behind that website. All you know is you can yeah. go on, click buy, buy something, but there's this whole block of code, whole block of technology behind that. This is exactly the same as the blockchain. You don't need to know the ins and outs of the tech, but you do need to know it's coming. You do need to know it's the future and you do need to have an involvement in that because what I am fearing the most is that Pam, Pam and I have been in recruitment technology for the last, God, 10 years, right? Pam longer. But we have seen firsthand that, you know, women have been left behind. Women aren't getting the opportunities. They're falling behind. There's this massive gender pay gap occurring. Technology is the future. And we want to just shift women into this technology space because it's where the money is. It's where all of the investment flows into. So if, if, there's a women with women listening to this right now that maybe are still sitting on the fence that are sort of bit still curious still you know reserved and thinking that nah, none of that's for me what would you say to that woman like how would you encourage her to be curious to go and do some research to educate herself in this space and maybe just start you know investing and just getting involved and joining communities and just really being a part of this future space that's a really good question and I think like 
if we take it back a little bit, right, like, and I think women, women's, like, women's place in society, like, you know, historically, women's side hustle, I mean, mm. you know, most women's side hustle would be to actually raise children, care for the family and do all that too. So I think right now coming in, and obviously, you know, we are in, in, a, in a bear market, right, but I think now, now is the best time to jump in. I mean, if you're, if you're hesitant about that, I completely understand that, right? But this is the beauty of this space is that, like, because of what is being built, it's very early, right? And, of course, we're going to have to battle test a lot of these things. Of course, there's going to be mistakes that have to be made. Um, and that's unfortunate. But that is just like any system, really, isn't it? Like, in order to make it stronger, we have to go through this. We have to battle test it. We have to make it more resilient. Um, so coming into this space for me, I was I was scared. I got scammed. So, I mean, it's kind of like I've say with a couple of my friends, it's like a rite of passage, um, unfortunately. But you know, I gave out my seed phrase in a oh, in a no. Discord. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was very like it was challenging because you go, oh well, I just kind of want to give up and walk away because you got such a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. I was like, you know what, I can either pack it in right now and go, no, this isn't for me, or I can go, you know what, no, this is a lesson like mm-hmm. anything in life. Like sometimes you have to learn the hard lessons and lose money. Um, and for me, I was like, I want to come back stronger. I actually want to mm-hmm. get wrap my head around this. And I don't think anybody has really got it all figured out. You know, there's no real idea of like, okay, every, nobody can really know what's going to happen. I mean, we can kind of speculate um, with, with certain things. But I think coming into this space, the best thing you can do is just put one foot in, dip it in, um, have a look around, chat to some people, like reach out to other women. We're all here to help. Mm-hmm. But also like I think taking that first step and even for me it was like I just put like $100 um, into crypto to begin investing. And that little first step was like kind of what got me over the line. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of money but I was like, okay, well, I'm happy if I lose that. But also like let's look 10 years down the line if I if I can do this you know even once a month I put some money aside even once a week over time you look back in that portfolio and of course you're going to have these lows and these highs that's just like like any system really um but dipping your toes in can be such an empowering thing and I think having control over your own money um instead of having to rely on anybody else can be one of the most empowering things as well Mm -hmm. and like I said it doesn't have to be a lot of money it can just be like a little experiment and if you like it um see what happens so for me I had a friend who's she's in her 50s um and she knew nothing about crypto but I was chatting to every time I'd see her and so we opened a wallet for her. We we put some money into a into a um, CoinSpot account for her, and we we brought it over. And she also did a little bit of investing, a little bit of dabbling. But that's gone down at the moment. But she's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to touch it. And I think that's the thing about most women is that we do like what we like to call hodl, um, just hold on for dear life instead of like <laughs> it's a different thing. It's not like I mean sometimes yeah you want to sell and make money and do all these quick moves. But for me as well like. The NFTs that I have bought, um, a lot of them have gone down in price. But if we're looking at the long game, um, and again, not financial advice, like um, this is just me personally, but I choose to make those decisions. Like, yes, I've made some mistakes with with some projects, um, but I think you kind of have to go through that in order to work out what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. And there will be mistakes that you will make. But if you're willing to kind of go, okay, well, this is like a learning curve for me and I'm willing to learn and I might make mistakes along the way and I can ask other women and, you know, all of these other women are here wanting to hold hold my hand while I do this. Um, then, you know, we're all in this together as well. And I think 
if we can kind of help to educate one another, um, it's just going to be get better and better each each year, each week, each day. You know what I mean? So, just what I would say is like, just dip your toe in. Like I'm in the process of getting my twin sister into the space too. Like it's our birthday next week, so I've bought her oh, a couple of NFTs. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm gonna um, on our birthday, I'm actually gonna um, open a wallet with her and then send her some NFTs so she has some for herself. So it's also that. about that side of it too. It's just yeah. giving, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, my daughter is actually turning six on the 30th of June, and I'm going to actually get her an NFT for her birthday. Love it. So love I love it. Uh, but you know, I think you've just touched upon some. Really Really wonderful points there and it, you know it's it's not like you don't have to go into this thing and with you know the thought process of investing ten thousand dollars right it, it's about what yeah. you are comfortable with um playing around with and i love the fact that you started off with opening up a wallet with a hundred dollars that's what you felt you were comfortable with at that time and thank goodness thank you for sharing that vulnerability yeah. with um giving away that's your okay. seed phrase you know, there there are certain aspects that you do actually have to be really, really careful with, like anything when you're online, you know, you have to take your security mm. incredibly um, seriously. But I really do love that. And, you know, the journey of you've potentially l- looked into a couple of projects, invested in a couple of projects that potentially just haven't really worked out. And I think it's about really looking at the project pieces that you genuinely connect with at the moment and where you feel that you're really going to get something from, you're really going to get like either something you know of satisfaction from being a part of the community or they've maybe got a utility at the back end of their nft that you can get real life value from and i think that's something that we're seeing now there's there's been a bit of a change throughout this year that the entire world of web3 is moving at such a rapid pace and it's just evolving so quickly which is beautiful because it has to uh there's a lot to keep up with but definitely at the start of the year i've saw this shift from it being all about the art but definitely as we've progressed through 2022 it's now all about we're building businesses Mm. we're not just building we're not just building artwork and i've loved to see that evolve because you know it's all about you know yeah you want to build this project piece you want to build this community but then what mm-hmm. um so out of interest in terms of like some of the projects that you've um invested in yourself or around super babes what what sort of utilities and by that you know what i mean is the nft gives you access to something behind that piece of art yeah. is there anything that you offer immediate access to uh super babes or something you're working towards creating there or have you got a favorite project that you've invested in that that you just love the utility behind that's a great question. Um, with Super Babes, I can't really share anything just yet. Yeah. But um, we will Talk have some it. really cool. Yeah, I know. We will have some really exciting utility that we're working on at the moment. So um, that's kind of like watch this space. But Beautiful. with yeah, with other projects, um, this is a thing that I've that I've loved. Like, you know, for me, I kind of came in and was like, oh, this art is beautiful. And that's, again, something I think women can resonate with is, and I was kind of buying in based on the aesthetic side of it. Um, and like you said, it has progressed to, you know, going from like whether, whether it be PFPs or art um, to now, okay, well, like what, what else can we offer the community? So I think in terms of utility, I'm involved in quite a few different projects, but there are a couple that I really, really like. There's one called Astro Girls Society, which um, actually offers the, the, the um, members in there like a um, 
what's it called, like a mentorship program. So me and this other girl have got a mentor um, that we meet up with every two weeks and we just ask her questions and we have a chat, um, get to know each other. But it's really great and I love that side of it and I think there are quite a few projects who are doing something similar to that. Amazing. Um, But I I love that community. And then also um, there's a couple of other ones I'm a a part of. Probably Nothing is probably one of my favourites as well. Um, And that's set up by Jeremy Fall. And what they do is they've also got photosynthesis and when that was minted you could actually um gift flowers on the blockchain so they've got a flower shop so you can actually send flowers to people um for free and it's just you just pay the mint price so i gave one of my friends wasn't having a great time so i just sent her some flowers and she was like oh my god like thank you so much so this is the whole idea of paying it forward in web 3 too is like that you can do these little gestures and it's you know, it's the, this idea of the forever flowers as well, which I think is beautiful. So they're two of my favourite projects. And then also another favourite is Tiles World, but that hasn't launched yet. Um, and they're going to be doing like sustainable fashion as well. So actually doing 3D um, fashion as well as like a fashion school um, and a bunch of other things. That just reminds me as well. I'm also a part of Mavion um, and I love Michelle oh, and Andrea. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm a holder of Mavion and I'm really looking forward to getting that utility as well, which is the physical jewellery, which is awesome. Mm, That's going to be absolutely amazing. We had Michelle on the other week and she's just an absolute, just powerhouse of a woman, just incredible. Um, but look, you, you touched upon previously around mental health. And I think that this is something that Pam and I are extremely passionate about. Part of our utilities are building out the sisterhood school. And part of that's going to be, there's going to be like meditations on there. There's going to be yoga in the school. There's going to be courses around, you know, just self-awareness, self-love, looking after yourself. I think it's so important. And we live in such a high paced, you know, very technical world. How, how, do you look after your mental health and what advice would you give for people out there that that are struggling right now? Because I know that it is, it's a really big issue in our society, especially like a lot of people have lost their wealth, you know, like we're, we're in a recession, Mm. uh, everything's down at the moment and people are generally really struggling. And I think it's just something that's just not spoken about enough in our society. So love to know a little bit about your journey and what you do you know being a female entrepreneur in this space you know with lots of expectations how do you look after yourself how do you make time for that with all the things that you've got going on I'd love to dive into that absolutely this is always one of my favorite topics um this was literally why I started the super babes club was around this idea of like not just like stepping outside of your comfort zone but how to actually look after yourself um and when I used to do the 21 day challenges we would do it was a combination of um, movement, mindset, nutrition, um, as well as challenge. So this one idea of, you know, just kind of creating a little routine for yourself, um, whether that be like 10 minutes of journaling, um, 10 minutes of walking outside, you know, like it's this idea of like, you know, it, it can't just be one thing for me. It has to be like a bunch of different things. So you're kind of looking after different elements of yourself. Um, but I think the mental health side of things is you're right we don't talk about it enough um and I think sometimes it tends to be more of like you know sometimes this yeah like you know looking after your mental health but what are we actually doing about that and it's actually in the physical doing that we make progress as opposed to just saying that we're doing things so for me like I I, you know I had depression for 10 years of my life and I'll be candid with you and, and vulnerable with that but and I and I still find it difficult sometimes to actually look after myself so Mm -hmm. I try and make sure that I um do like these at least three things a day that are that are looking after me 
Um, and one of them is actually making sure I get, like, you know, if there is sunshine, getting making sure I get outside and get some mm-hmm. sunshine, touch some grass. So I like to like ground as well. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out in nature. And I'm lucky that I live um, in the country. So I'm outside of um, New South Wales. I'm actually in regional mm-hmm. Australia. So, which is beautiful. So for me, it's like also just making sure you take time off technology. And that can be really hard for some people because we are so connected in this day and age. Like, I feel like the more connected we are, the, the more disconnected we kind of become as well. And you've actually got to have some boundaries in place because otherwise, like, you know, I've, I've gone through phases, especially coming into Twitter, because it's so exciting and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's this whole new world. Like, I want to, like, dive into everything and, like, you know. Um, and, you know, there was one instance where I, I did a space at 1 a.m. and, like, I would never normally do that. And I think yeah. also, you know, being in my 30s as well now, like, when you're in your 20s, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. like – Maybe you can do that. But for me, I was like, Energize you know, I really love my sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so making sure I do set a time, it's like set time for myself to actually get, you know, whether it be six to eight or try to get six to eight hours of sleep, um, taking time off from technology. So that's something I have to force myself to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think being an entrepreneur, because, you know, for me, it's like you're always on. So it's just learning to switch off. I put my phone a lot of the time, um, just on, even now, it's just on airplane mode because... Mm-hmm. Like it has to be that way. Otherwise I don't get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just making sure you actually are nourishing yourself with, from within as well. I think mm-hmm. this idea of like loving yourself, it has to be like, for me, it starts with from within. So mm-hmm. making sure that I actually do good things for my body, um, mm-hmm. moving my body, making sure I get light and dark, light and dark um, therapy as well. So that's like within saunas, um, mm-hmm the dark side as well so like not having overhead lights past a certain time at night so make sure my circadian rhythm is 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 setting itself correctly um making sure I journal as well like I used to do this every day but for now it's just like whenever I can get the chance I'll write down three things I'm grateful for and I think Mm -hmm. for me it's it's flipping that negative mindset into a positive mindset Mm -hmm. um and just finding the little things you're grateful for so and also looking back and making sure you can actually go and look and see how far you've actually come. It yes. might just be little things, but making sure you actually are proud of yourself and congratulate yourself for those things. Because yeah. I think it's one thing to say that like more often than not, no one else is going to do that for you. So you've really got to be your own, you know, cheerleader in that regard. You do. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And Pam and I reflect on this often. Like, you know, we, we're so focused now on, on building sisterhood. Right. And that we sometimes, yeah. sometimes forget and be like, hang on a second. Like, you know, four weeks ago, we didn't have a podcast, you know, a week ago, we didn't have the the sisterhood school where it was like, you forget, you know, but you just sort of think there's this big mountain to climb. And sometimes you can get so overwhelmed, because you're so focused on getting to the top, that you're not champion, and you're not celebrating all of the wins along the way. And Pam and I did make that mistake when we were building our first business together, CH Solutions. And it was just seven days a week, 12 other days, we were just all in. And our mental health really suffered because of that. We had terrible anxiety for you know, it's a lot of fun, but there were days where I don't think I breathed into my belly once, you know, I just constantly breathing from my chest, couldn't catch a breath, you know, but it was just go, 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 go. Mm. And I think that this is one thing I really want to get across. Like I want to build this business and Pam and I know want to build this business in actually in our feminine, listening to our bodies, listening to days yeah. when we just actually need a day off technology. And that might be on a Monday, might be on a Wednesday. It doesn't have to be mm. on a Saturday or a Sunday. Like last Wednesday, for example, I just woke up and I was like, Do you know what? I'm not don't even want to look at my phone this morning. And I didn't even touch my phone until midday. 
And I started to feel a bit guilty about that. But I thought, no, Georgina, this is this is where old you, this masculine, this frantic energy was just constantly driving you. Listen yeah. to your body, listen to your mind. And I just literally went down to the beach, sat and had a coffee, just switched off my phone mm-hmm. and came back afterwards and felt amazing. Mm. But you know, but the old me would have yeah. been like, I've got to get online, I've got to get my emails sent. And it was so, at such a great cost to my mental peace mm. so I just absolutely I, I, I hear everything you're saying and I just I, I yeah. really like I'm sorry this is why I love having these conversations because when you are you a do. woman and I think as well you do have society against you let's be honest right yeah, you know you do. we do yeah. have it harder to build businesses you know we have got people looking at us there is more judgment right or you know what absolutely. does she know right let's just be frank about that so you do feel like this sense of like I've got to work hard and that can be at the detriment mm. to your own health. So really, really important conversation there. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that and being yeah. so vulnerable with yeah. that. I think that definitely mental health genuinely is something that we're incredibly passionate about as well. And I think we all experience it, but we all experience yeah. it in different ways. So, for example, like obviously your your journey over the past decade has maybe been around depression, whereas my journey with mental health over the past decade has been around more a I'm more of a high energy person so you would really find yeah. me low but by god you'll find me high mm-hmm. and I get like more high energy anxiety mm-hmm. so I can tip over into just like being so busy and so frantic and it's been such a journey for me to learn how to really slow down but it's interesting that the both of us although we're probably I'm high energy you're low energy mental health problems but we both have had similar journeys with mm. what brings us together in terms of what actually helps and that is switching off from technology mm. grounding getting outdoors connecting with nature journaling like that i've actually Breathing just found that connection too, hey? there when you were chatting i thought wow we're we're, we're opposite ends of the spectrum but mm. what we do in order to bring ourselves back to trying to be as present as possible are very similar activities yeah. Um, so that was actually a bit of a light bulb moment for me there but that was beautiful and you know there's just a couple of other things that were touched upon and in terms of the whole the, the web three space and in the world and I think there's a there's actually a lot of loneliness that goes on in the world and I think like that's a beautiful thing about all these communities that I'm seeing that are being created and started by beautiful entrepreneurial women like yourself who are really just pushing out there to be available to people that are actually searching for something and I think I was searching for a community for for so long and it's a case of if you can't find it build it um, and I love that that's what you're doing I love that that's what we're doing and just really like other women being out there and just being the change that they want to see in the world and I absolutely love that so look what you're doing with Super Babes Club is absolutely amazing you've dropped some absolute nuggets of gold in here today and I just really am looking forward to seeing what you achieve you're clearly really passionate about the space and it would be great if we could connect offline um, and, and do something that. together just to get the message out because as, uh, there's just so much alignment with mm. our own values and our own beliefs around like honesty, compassion, vulnerability, kindness, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Love what you're doing um, yeah. out there, Beck. So uh, yeah, it's been truly wonderful to speak with you today. I'm sure you're, you're Sydney-based, we're Melbourne-based, so I'm sure there'll be a meetup someday in real life, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. And where where can people go to find out more about you and Super Babes? Like, we want to spread the message. We want to get your incredible product out there. So where should people go to find out more about you and your project? 
You guys are amazing. Um, and thank, thank you so much for this. This has been beautiful. And I think the connections that we can make just by being ourselves, like you said, um, is such a beautiful thing. So if anyone wants to connect with me, um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, ba- my handle's Babes on the Block um, or Instagram. I'm Oh, I love that. <laughs> Beckbabe.eth. <laughs> um, I love it. I know. And then Superbabes is Superbabes NFT on both Twitter um, and Instagram as well. And then also, like, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, like, just reach out. I'm always happy to connect with anyone or do whatever I can to try and support other women as well on Web3. That's absolutely wonderful. Beck, amazing to have you here today. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. Go and follow Beck. Go and check out Superbabes. Join their Discord. Follow on Twitter. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter to get all of the latest updates about our project and amazing projects that we are championing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.